Hello and welcome back to Diaries of a Lady Gardener. If you think gardening is cool and would rather take a trip to the garden centre than go out-out, you found the right podcast. But also, you're not in the minority. Research from Draper Tools has revealed that over 80% of young people officially think gardening is cool, mainly because of its benefits for mental health and the environment. Draper Tools are sponsors of the Diaries of a Lady Gardener podcast, so why not join me in following them on Instagram, at Draper underscore tools. For this episode, I got the pleasure of going to meet Katrina from Summerfield Plot and Garden 13. We spent the afternoon eating sandwiches, eating cake and chatting all things cut flowers. As someone who grows flowers for multiple siblings' weddings in a single year on an allotment, she's a fountain of knowledge and has given me so much inspiration over the last year for my own flower patch. But she's also just the loveliest lady and it's just an absolute pleasure to chat to. We chat every day anyway, but it was so nice to finally meet her in real life. So here she is, Dahlia and wedding flower queen, Katrina. Hi Katrina, how are you? Hi, I'm very good, thank you. I'm slightly fangirling because I've listened to every episode and I love them so I'm really looking forward to yeah well just saying having a natter so yeah I'm very excited definitely I was struggling with this intro because or we have to pretend that we've not been sat here chatting for probably nearly two hours now but um we're actually here in real life in person in person and we could probably start our own bakery because the <laughs> amount of cake between us that we've got is incredible so yeah hopefully the listeners are sat with a bit of cake or doing something lovely fingers crossed i mean we, nice we would have enough to share with everyone i think but um, oh, for sure and more if you hear anyone nibbling halfway through the episode it's because we've got a bit peckish with the with the selection of cakes around <laughs> but we are here to talk about all things flowers and gardening um so can we get started with because I actually don't know this how did you get started with growing so good question because originally um where we live has got um allotments which are I mean on my bike it takes me less than a minute to cycle downhill they're like it's at speed we're there (laughs) so it's probably a five minute it's about a ten minute walk with the kids but Mm -hmm. a five minute walk to the allotment and um, I'd started, because the garden used to all be paving, and I'd started trying to grow some vegetables in the garden. I was like, I really don't have space to have vegetables, children, chickens, dogs. <laughs> it's not practical. So went on the wait list for a village allotment thinking it'll be years and years. And actually, I think within about six months, they'd given, they gave me a call saying, oh, maybe less than that. They're like, yeah, we've got an allotment for you to come and pick if you'd like it. Um, and being a village allotment, it's not a huge, big site. It's sort of a corner of field that was donated about 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a small little plot. Um, but I was like, this is amazing. I can grow some veg. Like, I had the idealistic dream of taking my toddler up there, picking <laughs> peas and strawberries in the sunshine. So I did, for one season, I think three years ago, I think it was, grow lots of veg. No way. And I really, like, I loved it. But I've always loved... Daily, I've always loved dahlias and flowers. My mum is a really, really keen gardener. So mm-hmm. she's always had beautiful gardens. And just slowly but surely, the more I worked on my home garden, the more my allotment became slightly more flowery. And then I discovered um, Swan Cottage Flowers on Instagram. And she does, you know, takes you through everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, well, I'm going to start growing a few more flowers. And I think by my second season... 
had actually taken on the plot next to me because the lady had taken it on at the same time. She'd become poorly and it had just been sat there. And I said, look, is anybody going to have this? Because if not, I'd love it. And I thought I can just grab, originally I thought I could grab potatoes and courgettes down that <laughs> side. Like, they take up loads of room. No, that's why I've had my like five meter long sweet pea wall this year. Was the plot that was originally destined to be pumpkins and squash. No, it's just all the annuals and lovely things now. Um, so yeah, really, it, it started because I wanted to do something outdoorsy and nice with my toddler, and it's unleashed a passion I didn't even know I had. Like I, the pipe dream one day, eventually would be to have a field to grow flowers on it cut flower scale and teach because I'm still a primary school teacher so I'd love to do the teaching side of it too but yeah so it went from transforming my own garden to mm -hmm. now growing all the flowers for sibling weddings and I have a lot of siblings so you do <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of weddings to grow for but you've done an amazing job like the weddings that you've done this year have just been insane like you wouldn't know that they were grown on an allotment and not on a professional flower farm and arranged by a professional florist. I tell you what, the June wedding was stressful because <laughs> I did a practice run last year and last spring when we were all in lockdown the oh first God. time. It was so hot and sunny and I was out watering in like April every other night, watering everything. This year was a total opposite and things were still being bitten by the frost in June and I'd planted more larkspur than is really like you'd ever going to need except for a <laughs> wedding and none of it was in flower for the wedding oh no no whereas the year before i'd had buckets and buckets of it mm. so it's been really challenging but i've loved learning and i didn't realize how geeky i could be about like note taking <laughs> for the garden i'm not organized when it comes to any other aspect of my life apart from like where i have to be mm -hmm. And yeah, I've become a bit addicted about, oh, last frost day, oh, this is the temperature now. So, but it was really fun doing it for sibling weddings. I think I would be petrified if somebody off the street came and said, could you, you know, do the flowers for our wedding? If they want a rustic, you know, country, wild and free, I'm definitely keen. But, oh my gosh, like the pressure that people must feel like professional florists. I take my hat off to them because... That style, though, is all in at the moment. It and I really think is. The next yeah. year. I think it's become, like, maybe a bit of a trend in our niche corner of the, the yeah. Instagram yeah. community. So, like, growing... Follow. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who follows Zoe. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, growing your own wedding flowers has become a bit of, like, a... This is going to sound negative, but, like, a bit of a novelty of, like... I think people didn't really realise that that was even a possibility. Yeah, and, and I how beautiful they can be because mm. it's very different what you can grow in the season to what you might order in from a wholesaler yeah. and they just have that like a soft loveliness about them somehow the ones that come in from wholesale are often quite I, like rigid yeah they are they're like quite formal and yeah like far more relaxed and easygoing yeah um but yeah it was it was really special doing it for them but it has unleashed this passion yeah passion on this bug that I never knew I had and now I'm just like where can I get more space to grow how can I fit in I've um been watching uh Lizzie from Chicks and Veg with her raised beds and her redesign yeah and she is now totally flamed because I now have 
a wish list for my birthday is just after Christmas. So my Christmas and birthday wish list for my entire family is just to contribute towards getting some of these raised beds so they I can are have huge space at home to grow because they are gorgeous. Yeah. So. Um, I also completely share your pipe dream. I remember the exact day I had the revelation when I was babysitting the babies and I was like, I think, I think I'd like to be a flower farmer and I'd like to teach workshops and I've spent the last few months kind of like working out how to do it, but maybe we can make Which, that dream come yes, true together. here in Devon, exactly. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Especially because when I first started following you, you were all about the veg. Oh, 100%. Like, everything is veg. And then today I'm shipping you off with dahlias and dahlia seeds because you're getting more and more, more flowers. But I remember when I first started following you, I always was like, how's the rain bucket going? Because I was obsessed with like your big, we don't, we have a trough, so I, we go, but I, your weather is really different even to our weather just down here. And sometimes you could yeah. be having torrential rain and we're not. And I remember for a while you had loads of rain and we were having that. I was like, I'm so Yeah. It was that watching the drips into the, the water <laughs> so, yeah. and we were all like, oh, rain, it's coming. But yeah, no, take over the Devon flower world. I think there's a big opportunity. Although I, I say this a lot. You would think that there would be more land available mm. considering we live in the middle of the countryside. So, yes, there is fields and fields and fields but there's always rules or stipulations or yeah yeah which the land also sells for a crazy amount of money there was um a perfect little piece of land near fairly near the allotment actually um that went out for auction about two or three months ago just after i'd decided (laughs) that i this is my dream and i was like right this is what I need to do with I'm my I'm going to make it happen. Ooh, yeah. Maybe not. Just and yet. <laughs> the auction price was fairly reasonable. I think it was something around like 20-something thousand. I don't have 20-something thousand pounds to buy some land. <laughs> a bit of change. Yeah, but I thought, you know, like if I really needed to, maybe there were some people that I could scrape the money together from like to make my dream reality. Would never have happened, but... Um, kept an eye on the auction to see how much it sold for, and it sold for like four times the price. <laughs> And I was like, it wasn't even that big. It's mad, but it, I think housing market, everything at the mm. moment does seem to be utterly bonkers. But then like the price of flowers as well is yeah. like hugely um, increased with the imports and the, the struggle to get them. It's just everything is increasing in value. It's yeah. so much more expensive. But that's why becoming a local flower farmer <laughs> is the way forward. And I think as well, because... When you go, I, when, I'm so interested in supermarket flowers now. Like, I'll probably never, ever, ever buy another bouquet of supermarket flowers. But you look at them and you think they're either never, never in season in the UK. If they're How literally impossible. Now? <laughs> or they're never any of the flowers that you really love. Like, I wouldn't even buy a bouquet, even if I was all right with the supermarket flowers concept. They're not even the nice flowers that I no. like, love. You like you would never see a dahlia in a bouquet. No, of I think flowers. the only flowers I ever see in a supermarket and think they're pretty. It's when they have some peonies in. Yes, but even those aren't locally grown. They're probably not even British grown because they ship them in and sell them for such a cheap price. Because mm. um, peonies are not a cheap flower. No. Well, you inspired me because I have all my peonies, and I because they're expensive. I. Um, I buy the roots and then I pot them up and I don't have like full sun. I have sunny bits of the garden, but mm-hmm. I don't have enough space for the 25 odd. 25? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I've nearly got 20, I think I've got about 25 peonies and I was just putting them in pots, mm-hmm. bringing them on, feeding them. And when, you know, once they flowered, keep feeding them all summer. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I have an allotment. And yes, one day I hope not to always have an allotment mm-hmm. and have my own space to grow. But for the next however many years, or whatever, 
they're going to be fine at the allotment. Yeah. And now I've planted them. Like, but when they're in bud, I'm going to have to be there all the time. Like in the morning, I have you flowered. In the afternoon, have you flowered on bud watch. So yeah, I'm really excited about my because most of mine now are coming into their fourth or fifth years. They should be finally at that. Lots of flowers. Oh yeah, at least more flowers because mm-hmm. yeah, they're beautiful, but they are slow to get going. Very. So I've got my first peonies this year and I planted them at my allotment. This is where this all started really, wasn't it? But um, I don't really know what I'm doing with them. And I feel like until someone gives me that spark of knowledge, I am not going to be successful with these peonies. No, you will be. I'm I'm determined this is going to happen. Peonies, they love full sun. Mm -hmm. Some are okay in a little bit of shade, but really they like their root ball. They're kind of... It's a bit like a weird sweet potato-y thing, but they like that just below the surface of the soil. Right. So whereas you'd mulch your roses, like this time of year or in spring, people are chucking manure and mulches all over their roses. Mm-hmm. Don't do that with the peonies, because they get too deep. They might leaf up, but they won't flower. Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> I mean, we had this conversation where we were both like, our pe- some of our peonies are looking really awful yeah. it's August and they're looking a bit brown Sad. and ropey like what am I doing wrong but that's the earlier flowering ones so right. they die back so don't panic if you know come the summer because they've been flowering and you know working their socks off since early spring mm-hmm. um, but because they work so hard I feed mine um, and when they're in pots I just gave them a seaweed tonic like every week or mainly because I don't remember, every <laughs> few weeks, but I try and feed them. So just make sure that, you know, if you are going to manure them, um, because they're, you know, they're hungry, mm-hmm. chuck them in before you plant them. Okay. Um, and then you could improve the soil around the crown, but mm-hmm. not actually on the crown. That makes a lot of sense. And then, yeah, then it's just a case of making sure they're well watered, which is really hot, because mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, they're not going to like being in a drought. Um, and then it's really sad, but... When they're youngish plants, cut as little of the flower off or the stalk off as possible. You want to leave as much foliage mm-hmm. on the plant as possible because that's what's going to sort of recharge the root and get it bigger and growing. Mm-hmm. So they, um, I mean, Zoe on Swan Cottage has a whole story on peonies and knows far more than I ever will. <laughs> but she does it really, it shows you, you, know, you just cut off the top little bit and leave as much foliage as possible. Um, so you can enjoy that bud till they're bigger because the peony farmers, some of their plants are only upwards of 10 years old, so they can just chop them back mm-hmm. and they've still got loads of foliage to grow big and strong for the following year, whereas, yeah, not many of us have got that luxury. Of... Okay. They're a very long-term investment, aren't they? They really are. I was saying just the other day, I wish that I had, in my first year of having the allotment, had been a bit more committed because I, I refused to plant anything that was not going to give me anything that year. Yeah. So like asparagus crowns, I was like, oh, asparagus crowns, that'd be great, but I'm not going to do it because what if I don't commit? And then I did actually do that. Did and you? This coming year, I think about, yeah, this on my extra bit that was for mm-hmm. potatoes and all that bit of thing. That's the only vegetable is um, asparagus. And next year, you remind me, will be the first year How exciting. I should be able to harvest just a couple, like, you know, a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's. Oh, I feel like that's I like completely forgotten about that. Yeah, because that's a luxury. Like if you don't yeah. have space, you say like you, you don't want a plant that's going to sit there and need TLC for three, four years before you get any kind of return. Yeah, and you need quite a lot to get even just one meal of asparagus. Nobody wants one spear 
you know, that's my meal. Yeah. Don't rush. Um, that's my portion of veg. <laughs> yeah, you need quite a few plants. It's quite a big space to give up. But yeah, like you say, if you've done it when you're then, mm. but be reaping the rewards. It's all a learning curve, isn't it? I guess you think definitely. Um, but yeah, this maybe next year I'll invest in some more of those kind of long term. The peonies. I've got two peonies this year. And I don't know when they'll flower because I got them in pots. I didn't buy them as bare roots. I bought them as, I think they were in like five litre pots when I bought them. They'll probably end up with at least one. Do you think? Yeah, I reckon so. Even just one flower would make me so happy. Yeah, I reckon you'll have probably... And it might just be one flower off each one. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's it. You'll be like, I've got to get more peonies. Yeah. Got to, and you're stuck, but then that's the thing is you buy them... Like now they're being sold off really cheaply. Yeah. The bare roots because it's sort of getting past the time where you can, or you should, you know, ideally um, plant them. But in gardening, it's all just about, oh, I found this box of bulbs in, you know, January in the back of my shed. I'm going to chuck them in anyway and see yeah. what happens. And like nature has such an incredible way. Definitely. Of working itself out that I'm sure. Well, know. although I'm all about the flowers now, I did sow some carrots, which said last sow date was the end of July. I'm sure I sowed them in September. I pulled one yesterday to show someone who was at my allotment, like, oh, look at this carrot I've grown, oh, no. thinking it was going to be really little. Honestly, oh. bigger than the carrots that have been in the ground since February. I thought you were going to say it was like a tiny embarrassment of a carrot. No, but... it was like, maybe not like a full-size carrot, but like a small yeah. baby carrot that you'd uh, probably Chant still... Chantenay? Is that what the pot... I'm not yeah. the carrots, but... I, like, it, it, it looked pretty good. It was bigger than any of the ones that had been growing, so I sowed a load in February, March time, and I pulled them up maybe two or three weeks ago, and they were half the size of the ones that... And I was like, I've sown out of the growing season here, yeah. and I have got better results than I've had all year. I, I sowed carrots in like five different pots and none of them have been successful but these ones are kind of chucked in at the wrong time of year just give it a go thriving can't believe Strange, it, isn't it? And, but we have had the most bonkers <laughs> weather um and maybe it maybe they thought it was the yeah growing period i guess they don't know in a packet of seeds how long they've been in there do they they just yeah. liked it and Yes, they go. Note self, don't always follow the instructions on the packet. Yeah, chuck them in whenever. Yeah. I've had quite a few people send me, um, like, either their own saved seed or um, seeds, like, you know, like seed swaps. And um, I think So Samantha, shout out to So Samantha, she sent me some that were so in spring, but she was like, chuck them in now and see if they, see how yeah. they do. So far, so good. So um, I think sometimes you do have to be a bit experimental and just... Like work out what's going to work for your space. Like you say, we have we we don't live super far away, maybe like an hour, but the growing climate is yes, quite so different. different. Or oh, even just from my garden to the allotment, mm. I've still got some dahlias with buds on in the garden, but at the allotment they have been totally flattened by the frost. Oh, really? And it's just because the allotment's at the bottom of a field and a hill, and yeah. it's like a frost pocket, whereas the garden is sort of fenced and really sheltered, and it hasn't happened yet. So yeah. That's good times. Yeah. So talk to me about what you have autumn sown this year. Ooh. I'm guessing you're doing the grow along with Zoe. Yes. Um, but have you got anything extra and what of those things are you growing? Have I got extra? Ooh. Yes. So I am, uh, having done my um, brother's wedding in June at this mm -hmm. venue that's just up the road, it's a beautiful... Um, barn like converted barns at a vineyard and the lady there saw the flowers I'd done and she said look 
I know you're not a gardener because mm-hmm. I spoke to you know found out a bit about you um but I would love to have a garden that looks like you know all these flowers came from mm-hmm. we're building a new house it is literally a building site could you help and advise me of how to make a garden look like this and I said well I'm gonna say that I've got next to no experience of designing gardens other than my own garden mm-hmm. um and growing these flowers but it's very different growing cut flowers in a bed for cut flowers mm. and having it all in the garden um but she's like you still know so much more than I do and you know where to start and have an idea so I would you know it would be great so mm-hmm. I said okay well let's teach it as a learning curve we'll see what happens so I am growing loads of different things as well as uh, because it will be a brand new garden I want you know she, she will oh, I said you know instant stuff is great so that lots of annuals will be sown but we're also trying things, um, adding in things like the sedums, mm. um, different types of uh, euphorbias, different types of grasses like Stipia gigantea. I'm dyslexic and Latin is not. I was going to say, friend. I'm going to pretend I know what that is. So it's a really. Yeah, <laughs> it's a grass that then has very, very tall. Um, shoots coming up, seed heads, and they're like all uh, yeah. twinkly and sparkly at the top, and they're, but they're. The main plant is quite low growing, mm. and then these bits sort of flop around in the sky. Mm. Pretty. The listeners can't see, but I'm sort of doing hand <laughs> gestures wafting. everywhere. Yeah, I'm wafting with my hand. Um, so I'm growing um, lots of that, lots of foxgloves, mm-hmm. um, lots of verbena borealis. So I've kind of, I've got loads of seedlings of that around the garden because at the front of the house we had about two plants and it's self-seeded everywhere. Mm. I love it. My husband thinks it looks a bit messy, but I adore it. So I've been picking out all the seedlings and doing that. That um, one is a bit of a love-hate Yeah. One. My allotment neighbour had um, an absolutely stunning selection of Vivina this year, um, where it's all been self-seeded. And last year he had about half the amount and he was like, if you ever want some, come and dig it out yourself. Like, please take it. There's yeah. so much of it. Then this year it's gone even more wild because he'd put a load of it in the compost and the seeds were all in the compost that he just Oh my god, it's like yours and the... Is it forget-me-nots you had in your compost? Oh yeah, <laughs> exact, exact same thing. Um, and he's dug them all up recently and I saw him the other day and he said, have I put you off the vena for life? And I was like, to be fair, it did look incredible. Like, I loved it, but I'm sure that it was a pain. But I've got a really compact, God knows what it's called, verbena, which is like, it's got like darker leaves and maybe gets to like 80 centimetres tall with the really beautiful little yeah. purple flowers. And me and my mum were obsessed with it. We bought it from the garden centre. Um, <coughs> and it's just stunning. Like, it is the most beautiful thing. So I'm sticking with that for the moment yeah. just because I am a little bit scared of it going everywhere. I that's fair enough. And it does. Um, it's just they, they've got so much space that we can... She was lucky enough to buy 65 acres of land and she's wow. rewilding the majority of it which will be incredible yeah but yeah so um yes lots of verbena is going there where it can spread um i can't think most of it is and then most of it will be i'm not growing for a spring wedding this year mm-hmm. you wouldn't know that from the amount i'm growing <laughs> because it's just it was so lovely last year growing so much of it um and yeah i just i've still got still cutting chrysanthemums really on my greenhouse so there's a jug there with them in my mission is to try and have something from the garden or the allotment, like, all the way around, mm-hmm. eventually. Um, yeah, so I'm just growing lots and lots of hardy annuals at the moment. And I think about 250 sweet pea 
Wow. Pots of sweet peas because I'm still having my um, five metre long wall of sweet peas that I did last year <laughs> for the wedding. It's a must. Well, it is, it's so labour intensive and I can see why flower farmers, it's a love or hate thing. Mm-hmm. Because to keep on top of it and it looking nice and it flowering, it's really hard work. Mm. But I just love them. Like, they were so... And I'm lucky that I don't get any allergic reaction. But I know you listening <laughs> to your last one, your last podcast, one of your podcasts, saying about having a reaction to it. I didn't know that was a thing until back in June where um, one of my best friend's mum said, oh, I know you're doing the flowers for your brother's wedding. Can you make sure there's no sweet peas on my table? Because I'm really allergic. And I come up, you know, like crying and like a bit hivey. And I was like, yeah, imagine being allergic to sweet peas. And then you're allergic to sweet peas. So, yeah, it is is a sad revelation. I am still going to have sweet peas, though. But you suggested taking an antihistamine before Mm. I go. So hopefully we'll have some better pictures next year where I'm not crying by the the flowers. But um, last this year a lot of them did get taken by other people so my sister's friend's wedding had lots of um dried confetti from the sweet pea petals yes yeah, i've never dried the um larkspur makes lovely dried confetti and somewhere yes. in the country there's a farm that just or, the, the, the flower petal yes real flower petal confetti yes, but, i think it's worcestershire we should plan a day see my dyslexia a long time ago i am um, we've got a very rugby supporting family and um, my stepdad was like, oh, what, who, which team are they playing? And I was like, oh, it's Worcester. He's <laughs> like, what do you mean, Worcester? That's not, that's not, a... I was like, yeah, look, Worcester. Turns out it's Worcester. But into oh. a dyslexia, dyslexic, dyslexic, it looks like Worcester. So I... maybe you should navigate and I... I'll drive. <laughs> In my head, I said it about eight different ways before I said it out loud. Because I think, I can't remember the exact story, but I definitely said something about Worcestershire sauce when we were driving in the car somewhere and I we were probably in somewhere completely different I probably went oh look Dorchester it's Dor- it's like Dorchester yeah. sauce and they probably went do you mean Worcestershire Just, sauce yeah. but in my head I was like I don't want to say this wrong I don't know how to pronounce it but I think it's I think it's Worcester it's, it is Worcester it looks like Worcester but it's Worcester mm. but they do, their farm looks beautiful yeah and they do sunflowers um confetti i think they've got lavender there as well this year um we wrote about it for something at work fairly recently and i was like i need to go because i think <laughs> sure, that you need to go and like get a visit in to get a real sense of the place <laughs> definitely but i think that they the only time you can visit is like a really short window of like two weeks of the year yeah. in june because i remember i actually think that there is i'll have to check in a minute but i think that there's a reminder in my phone for the whole month of either June or July being like this is when the window opens like make sure you're checking so that you can make a trip um but it's crazy how like their entire year is centered around those two weeks of like when those flowers are in bloom so much confetti to process yeah like just from my little patch gave a lot but they must yeah yeah they must have like more technical ways of doing it but my sweet peas I literally picked the petals off and let them dry in the greenhouse for a couple of days. And it was really successful. So I gave that to my friend's sister, my sister's friend for her wedding. And then she had, um, she's actually a florist. So she came and cut some bunches of sweet peas and different flowers from around the allotment. So and that's really lovely, isn't it? Because yeah. you know, oh, they're going off and they're going to bring so many people such a lovely feeling during lockdown. All these flowers, I was giving them to neighbours, dropping them off at people. 
And that, yeah, selfishly, yeah, it feels really good to give people a bunch of flowers that you've grown. It's a really lovely feeling. And what it is is when you're there and you've got your little bouquet and someone goes, "Oh, what a beautiful bunch of flowers!" And you're like, "All smug, like, thank you. I grew that myself." You know, like when people people go, "Oh, your hair looks really nice," and you go, "Oh, thank you. I grew yeah, that doesn't it happen to me. It's usually like got a toddler hanging off it or it's just shoved up in a bun. But I actually had toothpaste in it earlier from oh, trying nice. to do my toddler's teeth, and I found that when we went swimming. I was like, oh, "What's this?" Oh. <laughs> well, your bouquets, though, always look <laughs> My flowers look lovely. <laughs> Not so much me. <laughs> um, on the topic of dried flowers, are you growing anything to dry? I've seen in your bathroom you have a lovely bouquet of oh, dried so flowers. That, I didn't grow that. That is from um, uh, a lovely, lovely florist who I'm actually going on a wreath-making workshop with. In a couple she, of weeks' is she time, local? She is, is it local. No, so no, Amelia is also lovely, lovely, and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm at some point hopefully soon going to go and have coffee with her because I ordered her some ranunculus. I've got to go and drop them off. Oh, amazing! Um, I'm also meant to go have coffee with her to get some anemones. <laughs> oh my! So maybe we should spoiler. Like, she was meant to be on the podcast, but I had to cancel because I lost my voice. No, oh yeah, because she's so I haven't. I've met her briefly at the Derry County show. I popped ah. over to say hello. Um, and then, because yeah, she is just down the road, so I may have to gate crash later. I'll bring the leftover cake. Yes. Because there will be so much cake. <laughs> um, no, so that is Emma Hewlett, um, who is, an, you should check her out on Instagram. Her, there's wedding floristry and floristry, and then mm-hmm. there is, like, she is, you know, one of, I think, the most just incredible florists I've ever seen. And during... Um, and she's a gorgeous human being as well. And <laughs> during lockdown, obviously, all of her um, events, everything got cancelled. Um, so she started doing online orders for um, dried flowers. And she does different oh, wreaths okay. and DIY kits. And I'd seen them and I'd ummed and ahed and ummed and ahed. And I thought, God, because, you know, they're not dried flowers. Understand me, they're not cheap. Not only does somebody have to grow them, lovingly care mm. for them, harvest them, store them. Then she has to create them. And it's really fiddly making them. So much under- harder, I've heard, than doing any other... They're much more brittle, normal. yeah, because they're um, they're dry, so they're brittle. And um, so I don't know, I said, no, I'm going to treat myself, you know. <laughs> this is the level of excitement, like, I'm going to treat myself <laughs> to a bunch of flowers. And I posted it on Instagram. Um, bless my gorgeous brother, one of them. He'd seen it. And he then got in contact with her and said, oh, look, can you cancel her order? I'd like to treat her and buy it for her. Aww. So I then got a message saying my order had been cancelled. And it's like, no, she's run out. Like, this is such a thing. And then it arrived in the post. And it looks as good as the day it arrived. But behind you on my windowsill, there's hydrangeas and artichokes and uh, poppy seeds. Alliums, alliums, yeah, that are all dried. Yeah, so I've just dumped them. I mean, I I don't quite know how to arrange or do stuff, and so I just dump them there for now. Mm-hmm. But in the lounge up on the top, out of the way of children, I've got. <laughs> I don't know what. So if anybody needs dried flowers, please shout because I grew stuff thinking, oh, you know, it's really fun to dry stuff. But I don't know what to do with it. So I've got lots of status that I grew. <gasps> no way. Yes, if you want some status, I can I can hook you up with status. I'll be shipped up um, with all sorts of goodies. There's, um, yeah, they're like, now so we have a big lavender at the front and I've tried drying all of that. And again, bucket of it, not sure what I'm going to do with it. Mm. In my mind, I'm like, oh, I could probably manage a dried wreath. Yeah. But it's something that 
with the boys, I only have so much time to do bits and bobs like that. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I might not get around to for quite a long time, by which point I'd probably just be better off using next year's lavender. Yeah. But I've really enjoyed drying stuff. I just don't quite know what I'm meant to do with it. Now I've got it. I need to sort of arrange it, make it look... But you'll see, I've got pots and pots on our, <laughs> um, on our big bookcase. We need, like, a Pinterest board of, like, dried flower stuff. Like, help. What do I do with it? Because this evening, I'm actually... My friend is coming round to make some... I know it's a bit early for Christmas decorations, but I have have a reason that I need them. I'm not going to share them here. Enjoy it. Yeah, so I grew um, straw flowers because... Got them. um, Apart from, have you seen what... uh, Is it Emily... Something on, I can't remember her account, but on Instagram calls them something else now. They look oh, like something else. Oh, Yes, now that's all I hear and see. The real, M, is it MJ, yes. real Davies? Yes. She, she yeah. has ruined them for me yes. a little bit, but I absolutely love her yeah. to pieces. So every time I see them, I think the exact same. But, yeah. yeah it's changed my perception. So I grew them. Um, I've got a friend who um, lives in, or lived in Australia, and she sort of discovered them out there, and she was moving back. I thought I could grow them here so she can have them mm-hmm. um or have some dried and then we came back and i'm not that big like big a fan of them but then having seen that and i now have all these straw flowers i'm not sure what to do with so yeah i could ship you off with some of them too well so this <laughs> evening the main reason that she's coming round is because i, I haven't even bought the baubles for it I'm so unorganized <laughs> but i want to make um homegrown garden did these beautiful baubles with straw flowers that were glue, like she used a glue oh, gun yes. and glue gun them all on, and they looked absolutely stunning. So that was the entire reason that I've grown these straw flowers all year, and I've been cutting them off, and I've got like a little candle holder thing that they've been drying in because it's like a little greenhouse inside the greenhouse. They've dried really well, yeah. really quickly. So in my car that I picked up from the allotment this morning is a bowl of the straw flowers that I'm envisioning us making them will be stunning. They're going to look gorgeous, baubles for from. sure. But that is the only thing that I can. I know to definitely do with dried flowers but I feel like next year it's something I really want to do more of because the alliums are so easy because they basically dry themselves poppy heads are so easy because they basically dry themselves love in the mist looks so beautiful yeah like they're lovely ones but yeah I need maybe that's what we need to we need to learn people can enlighten us on how definitely because I can grow it no problem and then I'm like oh I'm trying to dry some very poorly dahlias I've dried lots of dahlias because um I saw just just dahlias on Instagram. Oh yeah, she does. She grows dahlias all summer, and but she dries them all, and her house is full of dahlias from the ceiling drying, mm-hmm. and they look beautiful. I thought, oh, I might just try it, try a few. Um, again, I've got random jars of them that I'm not sure what I need to do. Yeah, <laughs> I saw someone drying dahlias. It's probably really bad for the environment, but I think it was in like quite fine silica. They put them in the bottom of a box, like face up. And then they poured all this silica over them. And Sounds then, expensive. Yeah, it does sound expensive. Um, but then they, when they took them out, the dahlias looked exactly the same as wow. they did when they like, were... Sort of like sucks all the yeah. water. But, this is a good, good tip, COVID testing kits, and lateral yes. flows, have the little packets of silica. So I've been drying the dahlia seeds, trying to... My, my, my dream, or my hope, <laughs> is that I can grow a couple of unique, you know, different... A bit like um, a floret flower farm yes absolute dream yeah we can't get those seeds here so I was like well it's not gonna be anything like that but I'm gonna try and grow a couple of you know 
different dahlias and I've had pots of seeds everywhere and every time I and I have to you know work lateral okay for lateral yeah. flow really often I just save up the silica packets and I put them in the seeds or in my seed packets you know and that's brilliant I think not a week goes by that someone goes oh I've been saving those little yeah. silica packets for you my mum said it to me a couple of days ago and I was like yeah Tanya said the same no one's actually given them to me yet but I do think you're going to get a mountain. You're going to be like, what do I do? You'll fill the baubles with them. I will. COVID stuff. Christmas. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think definitely next year is about figuring out the dried flowers. And then when we get our flower farm, we can teach other people what to do with them. (laughs) Exactly. We'll be sorted. Oh, it'll be lovely. Yeah. Yeah, It would be nice. But um, Amelia, she started doing um, Christmas wreaths and things. So maybe we can, maybe she'll listen to this and think, oh, right. Flat dry flowers, what to do? And you can pick her brains. Yeah, I'm sure she'd have. She's very creative, so I'm sure she'd have some good ideas. Definitely, and her farm just looks insane. I cannot wait to go and visit. Oh and it's got like the llamas, or alpacas, the llamas, and the yeah. pigs, and, and her um, their... her late ranunculus this year. Couldn't believe it. Another example of don't follow the packet. Yeah, hundred percent. She's like, oh, just try it, see what happens, and it looks. Yeah, they look lovely. Yeah, and do, got... do you grow ranunculus? You must do. I'm sure I've seen you. You say I them. must do. I've all yes. I've gone all out this year. This is like do or die year. So I tried growing them last year because I thought it might just tie in with the wedding. It's a bit late in June, but mm-hmm. you never know. And I grew them in pots because I don't. Up until only a couple of well, about a month ago, I didn't have any kind of covered growing space at the allotment, and I've treated myself to a. It's called a mini mini poly tunnel. It's mini because it's about a metre and a half high, mm-hmm. but it's like four and a half metres long. It looks amazing. It's, I mean, I still pass it. Like, I'll drive past and just nip in, and I'm like, is it still standing? <laughs> so far, so good. Because I've tried growing them... So two years ago, I grew them, but I think they were just garden centre ones, and I didn't know enough to know that the garden centre ones aren't the same as the cut flower ones. Mm. So I was like, why am I getting these really stumpy... A lot of them, I think, are like bedding flowers. Yeah, kind of they're ones, much they? shorter. Um, and then I just realised that you needed proper ones. And actually, Amelia had seen, I'd spoken to Amelia, and she'd ordered hundreds of ranunculus um, a couple of years ago, and they'd sent the wrong colour, or the wrong colour grew. Uh, so Were the, they the yellow ones? I think so. I can't remember. She, she thought they were going to be white and pink, yes. and they came out, so it might have been the yellow. But she very kindly sent me a whole load of... Um, the ones that the company then sent out as a replacement. Ah. She's like, I've ordered from a different company and I've got different ones, but you're welcome to have some. So I did grow them and they were stunning, but I grew them in big pots. And they're very like finickety about drying out or being too wet or too dry. And I don't think I quite kept on top of the watering. Oh, or okay. Quite right, because at that point I would have had Ollie who would be less than six months and, mm. you know, Child or ranunculus, there's got to be some priority. Difficult. Yeah, so they did well, but not like. And I had a few nice bunches, but I wasn't like, you know, armfuls of Mm. buckets and beauty. Whereas this year, I thought, right, I've got Zoe at Swan Cottage guiding me. I've got her, I've got ranunculus and anemones from her. Um, I've got the polytunnel, but there is no reason for this not to go. To plan. I mean, there's plenty of reasons for not to go to plan with Mother Nature and gardening, but in theory, this is going to be my year for mm-hmm. ranunculus. If it fails this year, I'm giving up. Yeah. Because I'm not sure what more I could do to make these babies work. But it's also are... quite an expensive trial. I mean, I bought a polytunnel for them and, yeah. and all the, all the corns. I, yeah. I hope my husband doesn't listen to this because <laughs> yeah, he'll think, oh my gosh, what are you, what are you bankrupting us on? <laughs> um, 
But that was because I, over lockdown and last summer, I put flowers for sale outside in front of the house. And that's, it's like a healthy addiction. I funded more, more dahlias and more growing and more stuff by selling my flowers to people in the, like the village, which is really lovely. Spreading joy. Exactly. Um, so yes, I'm hoping this spring is going to be the spring where you see me just like armfuls and buckets of like florette style photo with like a thousand blooms in yeah, one but how does she look so good and not awkward doing it because doing it. i just look i feel silly doing it mm. i can hide my face from a bunch of sweet peas it's like that's my, my my token attempt i can't even hold a normal bouquet something always falls out and yeah. you're like clumsily yeah. like trying to like cuddle cuddle these blooms as yeah. they do <laughs> fall but i had bad times with the ranunculus last year but at the allotment today the mice have not stolen my corns. Which is I, impressive, as they've literally gone to town on all everything of the peas and yeah, all yeah. the seedlings. Well, so what happened was I put them in the propagators, and I basically tied the propagators oh. up. I put rocks on top of the propagators. There was no <laughs> way that they could actually get in. And then I've just taken the lids off, maybe yesterday. And then I was like, they're going to steal... No, maybe it was a week ago, because I feel like it has been more than a day. And I thought, they're going to eat the plants as soon as I take the lids off but I think that they're tall enough now that they don't want to steal the corns but, um, once the roots are anchored down they mm. can't just run off with them pick them off because they often grab it and go and hide to eat them but they can't because they've taken with a whole nine centimetre pot yeah. with them they can't so um, also hopefully. this year my ranunculus bearing in mind I did sow mine in spring well it was obviously still this year spring of this year I sowed some ranunculus it's ranuncula, ranuncula. I know, I think it's ranuncula. I still think it's ranunculus in plural. Oh. But. Well, so it's ranunculus. And I think I started with ten corns. By the time uh, I got to the next stage, only eight of the ten had worked, possibly the mice stole two. So I planted out the eight, which then soon turned into six, to five, to four, to three, to two. And then the last one, they were all just very sad. They were a bit yellow and the plants didn't really grow, but these that I've sown in the autumn are already bigger than the ones, the biggest that the ones in the spring got to. Um, and so I'm feeling hopeful. I've got loads from the rosebrush garden, I've got loads from Zoe at Swan Cottage Flowers, and then I've got some still to come from Amelia. <laughs> um, so, but see, those you can try growing in the spring to like yeah. extend your. Well, so I've sown half of everything I've got. See, I totally forgot. I got way too excited and, and soaked everything that I got from Zoe. And then was like, no, 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 I meant to save it for you. So... But they'll it. be in the in the January shop. They won't be. Will they not? not? No, so they'll do... Um, Zoe does four shops and one is autumn sowing and it's just the seeds, mm -hmm. like the autumn sowing. Then they do the ranunculus and anemone one before Christmas. Then after Christmas in the new year is the spring seed shop mm -hmm. which is always a big one because I there's so many beautiful things to mm. like in the spring it's all I'd never grown zinnias or rebecca before yeah know. I'm excited for the zinnias yeah. next year um and then and then it's a dahlia shop so I yeah I mean I probably could order some more but then, at this point I feel like I've invested enough yeah financially yeah that I should just and I know come the spring I'll have 73 billion plants that I've grown and then don't have the heart to cull or get rid of and I have to plant somewhere yeah. but actually I'll be grateful I haven't got loads of them to fit in so. I'm hopeful that every single one of mine works out because I've got an entire bed that I've saved them which is far too much room for them but on um, 
this is going to turn into another big Let's Grow Girls podcast promotion like the last episode did. But on one of the episodes that they did, they were talking about, um, it was like the rules for growing flowers. So like three filler, no, one filler, one focal, one filler, focal. Foliage. Foliage. <laughs> there's almost, there's five, isn't there? All different things that you should have. Yeah, well, so in this one, she kept it simple, three. Oh, and then she said, you should have like two beds for spring, two beds for summer, two beds for autumn. And all of those beds should have one filler, one foliage, one focal, but right, like yeah. you like always do them in that number so that you always have the right quantity to make your bouquets. So you cut, you shouldn't have like five focal flowers, one filler, and one foliage. You should make sure that. Yeah. Well, so I've never <laughs> grown cut flowers really before this year. So next year I'm trying to go all out, but it's um. But you've got your lovely herb circle as well that you'll be able to like yes. take from because mint. I've started growing a lot more mint just for at the allotment, and well, I. I have to make a box for it otherwise it will take over the entire mm. allotment but it's love so nice having that scented bouquet yeah, exactly like, and it's so easy and it grows yeah. like overnight like oh I cut it all points back definitely my um herb spiral is already like really filled out nicely compared to when I first planted it up and um I actually got sent some more herbs from urban herbs at the end of the season oh and so I've planted them in the greenhouse for now to like over winter but That's I'm hoping cool. that a lot of it will come into bouquets and then because I am um, growing for my sister's wedding next year I'm hoping that a lot of that can feed into it um and yeah it's just very exciting but I feel like this year's my life has changed again like the the like the can't get my words out my life changed the year that I got the allotment because I didn't know that I liked I growing. still can't get over that you never even like wanted them or not like you hadn't even thought and it was a Christmas present yeah. that has now spiraled into I feel really guilty about it still because I know that there are so many people like Izzy she was desperate for an allotment for such a long time Whereas I didn't really know it was something I wanted and then I got it and was like, oh yeah, I can get on board with this. And now it is my life. But at the same time, I never had to really wait for it or have that real like... Oh, I think just feel very lucky. I am very, very lucky. Very now lucky. I just need some land to come along yes, this in yes. a way. <laughs> um, but yeah, this year's definitely changed with the flowers because the, the thing with the veggies is you either grow way too much or not enough for it to be worthwhile. And then like, so this year I've had an absolutely ridiculous amount of beetroot. And to be fair, my mum... This is mom, I'm chuckling, because yeah. I too grew beetroot for my mum, and I remember listening to your episode last week and being like, yeah, I'm the one that doesn't harvest the beetroot, because yeah. I don't... We don't eat beetroot no. in that quantity, if at all, ever. No. I burn it for my mum, and I pull it up, and then I forget to take it up to her, and it sits in a pot in the garage or by... The, and then it's... Yeah. And I think... But then, I never forget to pick my flowers. Like, I'm no. always picking them and giving them away. But then the pumpkins and things that I would have actually eaten, they've all been so poor this year that I haven't had enough to even, like, feed me, let alone anyone else. Whereas the flowers, I feel like they've been very consistent throughout the year. Even though I didn't set out at the beginning of the year to grow flowers, it just kind <laughs> they've of... They've grown on you. <laughs> they've grown on me. And then next year, I mean, even based on the seedlings currently in my greenhouse, I think I don't have any room left for anything anyway. But then there's also all of the things that I plan to grow next year. The dahlia, like, border bed is going to be insane. But see, like, the dahlia space, you can have lots of your larkspurs and... um, If I can get them to germinate. Oh, they'll they'll come. They need poles and time. Yeah, they like like the fluctuating temperatures Mm. and the heat, and they need a big period of being cold. And some of my autumn-sown ones didn't start growing until January last year. Oh, really? Yeah, so don't... 
Don't be disheartened. I'm like, I'm throwing the whole lot I've out. I've got one out of about 30. Because I nearly did good. that with my Olea last year. And somebody said, no, no, they need the cold and they will start. And I actually brought them inside for about a week and then put them outside oh, again. Yeah. And that warm to cold, I went from having no Olea to having loads. Oh. But you'll be able to grow like, things like the Olea. It's all over by the time you want to plant your dahlias out. Oh, okay. So you can sort of success, you can flip your beds mm-hmm. if you start the dahlias in pots in the greenhouse. Which I always do anyway. Yeah, then you can fill your beds up and then it's awful. Rip it all out and fill it up with new plants. Oh, but that's my favourite thing. I ha- find it so satisfying ripping everything out to start yeah. again. And I, last year, obviously it was the first year I kind of grew flowers as like a crop, really, to harvest for the June wedding. And I was so, I got, <laughs> I'd been so stressed watching all these flowers, making sure they were going to flower and that I did the wedding and about three days later, I pretty much ripped most of them out. In hindsight, I should have left them because I'd have had several more weeks of lovely flowers. Yeah. But at that point, I was just like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this, this like, <laughs> these flowers and the stress. Um, I did leave the larkspur because like, I know you'll be beautiful when yeah. you do flower. But yeah, then I was able to fill up all the beds with other things that were just, you know, getting to the right size in the greenhouse. Yeah, it's so exciting. I feel like I've never really done, I've never sown autumn sown before and I've never done like proper spring flowers. So like this year, I I feel like I've ordered thousands of bulbs, but it hasn't really filled up that much space. Like you can, (laughs) is there such a thing as enough bulbs? I mean, even when people like Amelia have pretty much a pallet load of incredible boxes of bulbs arrived, and like there's still room for more. Like I don't know. Like I just don't think I could ever. I know, I thought I'd ordered enough to fill this little space. I was like, yeah. I'm going to have a patch of tulips at the allotment and some daffodils for me to have some flowers in the spring. Yeah. And I thought I was going to fill like half the bed. I've done a tiny, almost insignificant looking patch, and I was like, me too. I should have ordered more bulbs. <laughs> yeah. But I know for next year, there's big seed. All the big, I think, um, wholesalers, they start selling them February, March. Oh. For this, like for, you know, next, this time next year. So I'm on it. I've got my reminders set on my phone. Fantastic. So, you know, order, <laughs> you know, several hundred bulbs that I don't need for any other purpose other than I just like the fact of having flowers. And flowers yeah. that you can't buy in the shops yes. because no one else has them. Yeah, because you can buy tulips, but they're never the, these beautiful... I've never flowers. liked tulips before I realised no. you could grow them yourself and that they were majestic. And how easy is it? You shove them in the ground now yeah. and basically leave them. I'm really excited because the work garden this year, um, the new financial year just started, so we got the new budget and I was like, oh, exciting. <laughs> yeah. um, so we've got some memorial roses from David Austin that have just oh, arrived. Wow. Oh, they'll be stunning. Like, obviously, it's really sad that we lost those people, but mm. we're remembering them with these roses, yeah. and they're just going to be absolutely beautiful in the garden. And then we've got so much more time this year to prep everything, so we've ripped everything out. I ordered not even that... Me- that It wasn't even a massive quantity of spring bulbs, but because everything's in the sale now, because it's a bit later in yes. the season. And you keep getting emails being like, oh, it's in sale. Yeah. I put in several more Sarah Raven orders because she keeps saying it's all 50% off now and I'm like oh they're really pretty yeah. just have a few more and some I of the collections are about to arrive on my doorstep <laughs> oh my god so well, many I've ordered um not necessarily the colour schemes that I would go for but because it's not my allotment like it can mm. go a bit wild so I ordered a collection that's called something like double under sky but um quite it's funny like, the name but yeah like. it's like muscari all along the bottom and then like um red white and yellow tulips that poke out of the top of the muscari it's something i've tried to do at my allotment but when i ordered bulbs i thought oh 
50 bulbs and like 12 tulips that will fill half a bed <laughs> but my beds are like three meters by a meter and it's maybe filled 20 centimeters of yeah. the bed like you I had that three meter bed and thought oh, I've ordered like 300 bulbs that's going to be more than enough for that bed and I'll probably have some left over planted them out and was like okay so that's a third yeah <laughs> disappointing I need yeah. more <laughs> but then I've also ordered loads of anemones uh, blues, purples and whites because they're so easy yeah. to grow um, and then what's the other thing I've ordered alliums to go in the perennial border I I saw I was um, up in the middle of the night with one of the boys the other night and I happened to be scrolling on Instagram while trying to settle him and Lizzie from the Rose Garden popped up and she's like oh alliums on sale and I yes like, I'm just gonna order another 30 alliums not sure where I'm going to fit them yeah but I ended up middle of the night impulse purchasing Love 30 it. more alliums and I could not be happier because I'm gonna plant them up I've got a couple of really big galvanized containers that nice. I thought I can until I work out where I'm gonna put them in the garden um and also a bit lazy and it's easy at the moment yeah. just to chuck them in a big bucket um, and I've got big troughs so they're in there uh, to enjoy in the spring and then once they've flowered I will plant them out in the green around the garden oh yeah nice um, but yes they're it. such a good one for like a perennial border as well because it's like the colour before those plants get going I'm going to do it in the border in front of my um, greenhouse because there's some things in there I think like the daisies are perennials but I'm going to take the straw flowers out and when I take them out I'll put the alliums in yeah. in between so that like while the new height as well, and you can mm. get so many different sides, like really tight ones and giant football size yeah. ones. That, yeah. And I've got like white ones, purple ones, and blue ones in different sizes, so I'm hoping it'll be quite a spectacular little display. And they look so good, like I'm thinking that'll be lovely dried in bouquets later in the year. Yeah, and people say spray them and do things like yeah. put, um, little the really big ones you could put copper solar or battery powered <gasps> copper lights in and around how cute and then that would look yeah mm. so all these things you could i could do with all my various bits and i'm like i i, I haven't got around to it i will you will you will. will when it's really december yeah after christmas in between then and when you can sort of start sewing i'm i'm one of these people that gets really impatient to sew Me too. but i know that really there's not much point sewing before mm. middle to end of February at the earliest but then I'm like everybody on Instagram is sewing I want to do it but I have to rein myself in so yeah and I'm sure I'm sure it all catches up and it works but it definitely, it definitely does. yeah I always think so maybe and that's my window to do some stuff definitely I feel like that's why I love the winter again I feel like I repeat myself a lot but because there's so much that you can get done while the plants are a little bit less low maintenance yeah like the um, shed renovation I've done in the last like two weeks, I would never have got anywhere near having got this that much done. There's too much else to do, isn't there? Yeah. When, it, when it's like active growing season. It's but... like the children going into hibernation in the summer, yeah. so you don't need to look <laughs> after them. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure like, your Instagram is probably the same. It gets to this point of the year and there are so many growers and farmers and I think people just going, <sighs> like, yeah. thank goodness we can have a bit of a breather because yeah. it's been so relentless. Although I've signed up to the floret workshop oh my God, in yes. January. So that is going to be six weeks. of. And I know they say, yeah, you can take your time, you can pace yourself, you've got lifetime to do it. I guaranteed or be wanting to do all the modules that week, ready for the next week to do the next modules. Um, 
because I'm that kind of person who yeah. just wants to, yeah, learn, learn, learn. Did I see you got your pack through the post? Uh, no. So I got my cat. I got a calendar and a planner. Oh, um, that must have been my. Nice and they arrived. Um, before apparently you can get them on Amazon sometime this month. They get oh, released, really? so you don't have to pay the extortionate um, postage cost, which would have saved me a small fortune. But I just, just needed. It. I just yeah. There's some things. There's no rhyme or reason. It mm. was just so pretty. Um, and because you will be an official yeah, Lorette student. You, exactly. You like, it all ties in. It all tie in with the book. Um, but I think, yeah, probably for the last three years, I've kept a note. Um, I've used just a Sarah Raven planner. Mm-hmm. And I just jot down bits about what's happening, what I've sewn when, or varieties I love or yeah. what's sewn. So it's like... It's an investment. I use it. You know, you try to justify yourself. Yeah. I, d- I did justify it heavily. And I was like, well, as I'm ordering the planner, I might as well get the calendar. Because to make it worth your while. Pretty pictures for the kitchen. So, yeah. yeah. No, I'm fully on board with that. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna take this. This is my official, I am going to make notes next year. Because everyone who makes notes, they really, like, they see so much benefit from it. I have lots of those little notebooks and garden planners <laughs> and a five-year book that my yeah. sister bought me. That yes, it's like your RHS, big RHS one. Yeah. yeah, and I've got all of them, and I love them all. And every time I get a new one, I'm like, oh, how exciting! Yeah, I'm going to use this. I'm going to note down absolutely everything that's ever happened. And I have definitely not written many notes. Once you start doing, I just mine's on the kitchen side. Mm. So if I come in and it's oh, been a frost, like I so I could look back and tell that the first frost in the garden last year was the fourth of November. Yeah. I screw so, I'm a screenshotter. I'll screenshot anything and it's like I can't find them in my yeah. phone because I'll screen them and save them like I knew it too somewhere. Yeah. When I went um we were doing like daily um collection picking for next year. And I was going through all of my saved things on Instagram. And I was like, I've just saved the Labyrinth Dahlia on eight different posts. <laughs> I haven't, you want I haven't put, like, through the year. I was, there was me thinking, like, I'm going to have all the dahlias I want saved to this little pile. And then I was like, <laughs> I've saved one type of dahlia, thinking, like, that I had saved eight different varieties Jesus, that were going to go so well sorts. together. But it's just they the all look one. slightly different, in fairness. They've all got this slightly different colour, like, patterns. Some think. are a bit pinkier, some are a bit orange, more yeah, orange. Yeah, it is a beautiful one. Mm. I just really want um, a Penhill watermelon. That is my absolute, like, I, I just want to grow one. And it might not even be as good as it is in my head, but... See, for three I, yeah, years, I've, I've the, ended up with the wrong tuber. I've got the dark one. Yes, the that one is also beautiful. One, which my sister loves. And annoyingly, was one of the few that had gold this year. Oh, like, no. I'm really sorry, Hattie. We're going to try and start again and find another one. But yeah. I'm sure we'll somewhere. There's always great dahlia swaps online. Yes. And, um, yeah, people swapping and sending. And, yeah, I think, hopefully, I've... Um, another Instagram friend that I haven't met in real life, um, but she, um, she lives top north. We we don't we send each other voice messages. We're like, your accent's amazing. I love your accent. <laughs> yes, because it's so different. Um, but we're doing a swap, and she's got a Penhill. Um, oh, how exciting! Uh, dark one that she's going to send me. So I'm sending up some of mine to her, and she's sending them down. Oh, but, that's so lovely. And that's really nice because you get to expand and share. Yeah. And I've made so many friends online that have become like you know, like you know friends in real life. But yeah. Because of flowers, and it, yeah, it's lo- really lovely. And do you know? Like, do you have any friends in in real life? Um, I don't, I'm not saying Instagram friends aren't real. <laughs> no. But, like, do you have any in real life friends that are super passionate about, like, growing flowers or vegetables? Well, do you know what? Most of them would be my mum's, like, 
friend, like family friends, my mum's age would be a lot of the people I would chat to about gardening. And yeah. Fairness. And it is, um, I have it like from the allotment I've obviously met and mm-hmm. have a lovely like community in the village. But you're right, there's not many people my age or, you know, younger or older in real life that, no. I mean, a lot of my friends don't even know, I was thinking this other day, how many people start an Instagram account that's when you got Instagram that was like your personal account yeah and then you thought I'll start doing one that's for whatever hobby or interest or passion you have so I did that I started my Instagram for that one I don't use my other personal one but me ever next to next and sometimes I'll post a picture because I think oh I haven't posted for yeah but so many of my friends and family wouldn't have it or not family but friends you know that aren't in my immediate circle wouldn't have a clue that I've been growing because I don't put it on my personal Facebook or yeah. thing. And then they discover that I've been growing flowers and they see my page and I'm like, Wait, like, like, you're a proper like flower whisperer. You have so many of that. And, and yeah, they have nearly no idea. Because it, I could, like you, talk about flowers till the cows come home yeah. and more. And some people, they just don't want to hear about that kind of thing. It's very sad. understandable. That's their choice. Um... And I, I'm terrible because friends will say, oh, can we pick your brains about the garden? They've unleashed a beast. Yeah, like, they don't know. They just wanted one. They were like, can I sow carrot seeds now? Yeah. And you're like an hour in. Like, So ultimately, you could you could sow carrot seeds now, yeah. But if you're going to do it, you're going to use this type of compost with this yeah. type of sand. You're going to mix it in a little... And they just like say, want well, one nice pot to look out the window, whereas I do sort of go a little bit... Yeah. I was trying to rally the troops because when I did my Farm Gracie order, I didn't want to personally spend £100, but I wanted the tote bag that you get when you spend £100. And so I was rallying everyone being like, do you need some spring bulbs? Do you need some... And everyone was like, what what do you mean? What what are spring bulbs? And I was like, oh, why don't you know what spring bulbs are? My light bulbs are fine. I use the same ones all year. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, you could have some lovely pots out the front. I'm not really very green-fingered. I was like... You would be with these because they're so easy to grow. And that's it. People are like, oh, you've got such green fingers. And it will... Yeah. I don't think I have. I think it's just that I started when we rented a little, um, like an annex, and we had a courtyard garden and it was sterile. And I just wanted to add a bit of colour into it. So not being ours, I couldn't plant beds and things. So I did pots everywhere. And that was it. I was hooked because it made made me feel so much better. It made yeah. the garden look better. Um but yeah, if you ever need somebody to make up an order, don't tell my husband that I'm there. <laughs> well, when you said wholesalers, I was like, oh, you can have the bag. Oh, whack on some bowl orders. I actually time. didn't quite get there, I think, because I had a good discount code. By the time I got like the combined orders, it was like £89. And I was like, I've spent so long trying to pull this together. I just need to order it now so that they can arrive. But um, yeah, no, I that is what I love about Instagram and the Instagram community is because I don't I've got maybe like one or two friends who are my sister's actually quite interested in growing and like we grow stuff on her balcony she cares for my sweet peas yeah <laughs> um but it it's just not the same when you're talking to someone and they've got a bit of a deadpan look on your face yeah. as you're being like, like I'm the garlic's up the garlic's <laughs> up and they're like all oh, right cool <laughs> people are like what are you up to this weekend and I think it was a little while ago like Oh, well, I've got live bulb planting with Lizzie on Saturday morning. Then I'm going to mow the lawn and then How the shed renovation. How mowing your lawn, though? Like, it makes such a difference. And such you've now difference. got your cool little your lawn mowers up there. Like, you're sorted. I know, it's very exciting. And then you get all the little gadgets and things just... Everything makes me super excited. And I, it makes me sad that the people that are, like, 
my real close friends just don't really quite get what like they're excited for me and they're supportive make you happy like that happy yeah. yeah um I today have made a worm farm this morning and I'm really excited about it and I put we've got like a little chat at work for the people who work on the work garden and I was like how does everyone feel about maybe becoming worm farmers <laughs> no one replied except one person they're like I definitely think we could give it a go I don't know what that entails but we'd give it a go what is a worm farmer <laughs> yeah so I discovered someone called the urban worm on Instagram and she's got this amazing thing where it's um if you make a worm farm and send a picture the, I think it's been, I can't remember exactly what it's been funded by, but basically she's got a hundred sets of worms to give out to new worm farmers. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And it's called a, really good a thousand worm farmers. I might have just said a hundred, there's a thousand. A thousand worm farmers. You submit your picture to be like, I have a home ready yeah. for them. Please send me my, my worms. I'll adopt your worms. Yeah. And so I'm very excited about it. Work's going to have one and I'm going to have one. And I'm just waiting for someone to be like, oh, shampoo's throw for you. <laughs> they'll be like, what is it? And I'll be like, oh, it's my worms, it's my worms. And they'll be like, what? What is that? Sorry. <laughs> Why are you excited about worms? Like, do you need medicine? <laughs> yeah. We, I had a wormery, except the combination of the, the dogs would try and get in or smell. Mm. They weren't, but my toddler just found it amazing. And then I found him feeding them to a chicken. I was like, okay, this is probably... <laughs> Isn't ideal because you think, oh, he's playing nicely. We've I've mm. made like um, I've put tires and a sandpit mm-hmm. in the at the beach in the garden for him, and I have to be not too precious with my garden and toddlers because things are going to get broken or yeah. you know. But I did think that my poor worms being fed to the chickens basically is an all you can eat buffet was <laughs> too far. So they have been rehomed, but they Aww. made the most beautiful compost. I'm so excited yeah. about it. I th- just think it's one of those things as well that it's just going to be like. I'm not great with creepy crawlies, but I'm getting better every single day, and I feel like I just I'll be fascinated by them. Yeah, and they 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 do once they get going. Yeah, they do a really quick job. The babies will love them too. Yes. Um, the babies are actually very well trained. I would say, I a moment that I wish I could have on video camera because it was just the most amazing time. But I had the babies at the allotment maybe last weekend. Was it last week? It must have been, and. Finn had the Rosecrest Garden bag of bulbs that we were planting and he would pass one to Noah. He'd go, pass it to Noah. Noah would take it. I would dig the hole. Pop it in the hole. Oh, it's so cute. And it's then, so lovely, isn't it? Being yeah. able to do that with them and they want to come up and... Then Noah um, goes, come right over. Pops the soil over and he goes, bye Tulip, bye. <laughs> Waves at it and it's just adorable. And like they've got to the point as well where they can identify cosmos, they can identify dahlias and they get that the tulip bulb I don't know if they get it fully because they, they're not at that level of speech, but they will look at a tulip flower and they go, oh, tulip, tulip. <laughs> and they'll look at a tulip bulb and they're like, oh, tulip, tulip. And I'm like, oh, they're understanding they're how it grows. Together. Yeah, because yeah, so many children would be clueless as to where they come from. Yeah. It's like the food in the supermarket. They think it just appears there. Mm. Um, Oscar's very much into um, deadheading. Oh, but, nice. <laughs> but just cutting any flower on yeah. the allotment. So he goes around with his pair of scissors Chop, chop, I chopped off. We had that with dig, dig. <laughs> yes, a lot of digging happens. I planted, I think, about 200 daffodil bulbs really deep <laughs> down. Uh, I've got these two big raised beds, and I thought if I put them really low, I can cover them up. They can stay there and be perennial, but my zinnias or Rebecca can go on top each oh, year. Nice. Um, but they'll be low enough down that they're safe. <laughs> Oscar comes up with this toy excavator thinks this is a nice pile of mud that mummy's made that really lovely there were daffodil bulbs going everywhere oh, no. and I thought my lovely neat 
organised planning mm. is now going to look like some kind of splodge there. Yeah. But you just have to... You have, have to embrace it. Because yeah. I, I just think it's good that they're getting involved and exactly. they're getting stuck in, even if it's not quite perfect. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, in years to come, they'll enjoy being up there. Definitely. But then I'm going to have to give up part of my beds like for them to grow what they'd like to grow. Yeah. Which I'm sure I should be happier about. But then I'm like, it's less growing space. Mm. <laughs> I did give up one last year. And then the babies never grew anything in it. So, I mean, that was probably more my fault than theirs. <laughs> but their bed is now gone. But I, th- I'm, I think they probably will will end up with a little bed when they get to the point mm. of, like, really understanding. Yeah, a bit bigger and they can, mm. yeah. But for now, they're just, they are very helpful. Like, much more help than I'd ever envisioned them being at this age. Yeah, Oscar is more the hard landscaping of the allotment than yeah. the helpful fine <laughs> They're excellent at clearing though. Digging up yeah. the dahlias, they were oh it's a big oh it's a big one. Pop <laughs> pop that in the compost and then they <laughs> trundle over to the compost, pop it in and then they, oh it's just a little one. It's just a little dahlia. Such disappointment. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, no, it is really lovely. Well, we are over an hour into the podcast. Um so I am super excited to possibly go and see the allotment. Yes, um, so if we and the wrap sun is shining. Yeah, it looks it's, like a lovely day outside. Yeah, we can take a little stroll and go and have a um, yeah, go and I'm going to see my polytunnel because I haven't been up probably for probably a week. Oh, okay. Like I've looked over the gate, I can see the process. So you might turn up and it'll be a total embarrassment of a polytunnel that's now strewn all the way across the allotment, and I'll just be sobbing. <laughs> we'll take some cake just yeah. in case. Perfect. Yeah. But thank you so much for no, your time. It's my today. pleasure. Thank you. Um, I loved it. I cannot wait to carry on this conversation yeah. off, <laughs> off the uh, microphone. <laughs> Being able to meet people in real life that you chat to on Instagram all of the time is always a bit weird because, well, it's not actually weird. It's just like meeting up with old friends that you've not seen in years. I love spending the day with Katrina, seeing her plot and plants and hearing about her plans for the future. Definitely head over to her Instagram at summerfield underscore plot underscore and underscore garden underscore 13 to watch her flower patch come to life. And who knows, maybe one day soon we'll be celebrating the launch of our very own flower farming empire. If you've enjoyed listening today, please do subscribe to keep up to date with upcoming episodes and leave a review. In the meantime, I would love to hear any of your questions and stories on Instagram at diaryofaladygardener or via email diaryofaladygardener at gmail.com. That's all from me this week. Happy growing! Happy growing!